0: Hello. Hi. Hi. This is Pamela Ghost. In the background, you're listening to some Red Wolf music, and we're getting ready to talk to Red Wolf. So yes. Hold on. I was gonna turn it down, but um, yeah. I was just listening to D V L M N. Yeah. Um, on your SoundCloud, and also you're breaking the law cover.
1: Yeah. Thank okay.
0: <laughs> you. It's pretty cool. We're we'll, we'll gonna promote those uh, as links on this episode. So, yeah, just to give a little brief intro, uh, I'm Fam Electric Ghost. This is the Fam Electric Ghost Show. We're on Anchor FM, which is part of Spotify, and uh, we interview indie artists from around the world, and today we have Red Wolf Music, and you're uh, a synthwave, ambient, retrowave artist from the UK, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I am,
0: yeah. Okay, so let me get into um, what we normally get into. Uh, we, we send you some questions and what you usually ask is like when did you get into music? Like what age?
1: Um I was actually eleven. So um, I think I think I had like a guitar when I was I think five, but obviously I think thing around about that time Star Wars came out, so kinda of dropped all that. <laughs> but it was only until I was like eleven I think I started playing guitar again. Yeah. And um, yeah, so from that point, so because I think like back then I was mostly in sort of, I guess, like metal music. Um, I think I was influenced by a lot of bands like, say, Rammstein and Bloodtham and Valentine and stuff like that. Um, and then over sort of years, I think I got to about 14, 15, I think it was. And um, yeah, so I started um, doing, I think, music in school. And then um, they had Cubase on, um, yeah, on the um, in the course sort of thing. And so, yeah, so I started picking up on that and uh, then, yeah, pretty much went from there sort of since and um, primarily sort of these days, um, just do electronic music.
0: So when you do electronic music, are you primarily in like Cubase or some kind of DAW or do you use hardware sense or, you know, modular sense or are you primarily a DAW, digital audio workstation artist?
1: Yeah, so funny enough, actually, everything that um, I posted today, um, I think other than a couple of things. Um, but all sort of um the posts I've put up on my Instagram account, um they've all been done in um Free Loops um mobile. So I actually do everything on my phone at the moment, which I have done for the past sort of like four years as um like you're on the go and um the simps are actually very good on it. Um, but like so what I normally do other than that, um stuff I haven't posted, It's like I use um Cubase, um at home. Mm-hmm. Um everything is pretty much Either stock sort of VSTs. I think the only one I use is Serum, uh, which is an absolutely great um, synth to have. Uh, but I don't actually use any sort of like hardware and stuff, which I'd like to. But um, yeah, I think the space and money is yeah. gonna uh, it's gonna say no to that. So yeah,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm a hardware synth guy. It just, yeah. I'm in my 50s and I've got the modes and Rollins and all that stuff. And yeah, I, I just uh, the way I record is I record onto Zoom R24s. And I, right. I don't use DAWs because I like you going kind of old school and yeah. things in that way, which is a different way of doing it. You can end up getting a different sound.
1: Uh, that makes but, sense. It makes sense.
0: Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's this part of what the ghost sounds like. That's that's my thing. But I've, I have talked yeah. to artists from all around the world. You know, I talked to multiple genres. And it's always interesting to just see what people are doing. Uh, of course. So, so when did you decide that you could actually bring something to the table as an artist and not just do covers or write your own music.
1: Is that again, sorry.
0: What I'm saying is, like, some artists, like, with musicians, um, they they start, like, doing cover bands and stuff. They cover other people's music, but they don't, like, write their own music. When did you decide that you wanted to write your own music?
1: Oh, I always have done. Um, I've always kind of been a musician to just do what I want to do. So, um, I think playing in obviously like bands when I was a kid. Um I think I can't remember exactly what kind of point I got to, but obviously you start when you play in bands and stuff as a I guess like yeah for myself as a guitarist. Yeah. Um I think I was obviously like doing a lot of covers. I think we were playing like not earlier as like bands like days remember. Um God, I can't even remember. I think it might have been like a bit of band time as well. But, um, I've always been very much like I want to write, so I think it's probably from the age of i'm going to say twelve I think as soon as I could um,
0: okay.
1: sort of, yeah, so yeah, you... sort of get things together that I just have done, so yeah,
0: so you were in band and so you played guitar Are you so you play guitar
1: yeah, I do also um I do also, but um but I think primarily yeah obviously primarily, I'm the I guess like syphon guy I does at Redwall. So um,
0: yeah. Do you use a MIDI controller, or do you do everything on the phone? Do you do any kind of like MIDI keyboards or anything with your um?
1: Yeah, I mean, I do to a point. Um, I mean, so when I'm, I guess writing on my phone, I tend to. So my sort of like approach to writing isn't. I don't think it's very common. Maybe it maybe it is, but um, what I end up trying to, because I think with the sort of style that I do where I've kind of got these kind of like bass lines and synths kind of, they're not really necessarily playing a melody, they're just playing something to a point um, and that's kind of done by just kind of like in my head just using theory and just thinking well that note would go with that one and that would go with that and what I end up doing is starting off on a root note and then you kind of put like mono and legato on and you kind of just draw in where you think the note should be basically so you kind of make a rhythm off kind of just looking at um i guess like midi like sort of um how how you sort of drawn it in yeah. um i mean i do occasionally write stuff um with actually playing it i mean i'm not the best um piano player yeah, yeah. but um, but i can i do notice you know it uh, things are and i can sort of work out like it's better for i guess like melodies like if i've got um like a court sequence that i'm trying to work out sometimes sometimes i do like to feel like i'm sort of a bit more in control of it. because when i guess when you're drawing things in like a door, um you're almost guessing like you yeah. can't you can't you're not going to know what the end product is which i find which i quite like um yeah. because when i well i guess when i start writing it's like i just kind of put like maybe like I kick drums down or like a little beat, and then be like, okay, let's let's see what happens if I draw yeah. um something in, and then sometimes it's really good, and sometimes it gets thrown out the window. But like, but that's just yeah, that's kind of my approach to it.
0: Yeah, because I think if you like if you get back to the original or electronic like music that was created by the you know when the Moog was created back in the six, late '60s, uh, the initial modular Moog synthesizers didn't have keyboards. They just yeah. had controlled voltage sequencers, and the original yeah. electronic musicians in New York City used these controlled voltage sequencers um, to actually do the music. Without you know, it's very experimental, and so <laughs> it's kind of like full circle. If you go back to the original creation of the original synthesizers, they had these uh, you know gate and uh, you know voltage controlled uh, sequencers. They're all you know controlled voltage synthesizers. And, and they didn't even have keyboards. And everybody was just uh, experimenting with uh, the kind of just, uh, you know, I don't know what it is until I do it. <laughs>
1: yeah, pretty much. I like that approach. I really like that approach. That's kind of worked for me because how I feel sometimes as well is like when I listen to music, say, for example, I'm just going to pick like one that I like a lot. You've got, um, you got an artist called Trevor something. Uh, it's got a song called Isolated, and it's one of like sort of my big sort of influences on kind of how I write music with like kind of little things that go on in the background. And I always find like when I sit down to write music and in the sort of sense that I've got this idea in my head, and mm-hmm. I try it down exactly as I am thinking of it, it's never going to go that way. <laughs> it's never going to yeah. sound good. Um, and I think like the approach of just experimenting just works for me all the time because um, I come to realize I did put um, a big poster on um, my Instagram page actually just kind of about that sort of thing where you're kind of struggling to get like the sound you want like it doesn't sound like anything that, yeah. um, that you would listen to as such and but the thing is then I I kind of hit a point I feel like a few weeks ago maybe a month ago where I was writing all this music and none of it was sounding what I wanted it to and then I was going back to stuff that I've written like quite a while ago. And then very much just like the my best stuff has literally just been me putting my headphones on and just going for it. Like no idea what I'm gonna do. The only ideas I've come yeah. up with is along the way I think, like, oh yeah, that might fit over the top and I'll put that in if I can, or I'll end up putting something completely different in because I kicked on like a V like a different sim preset. That sounds much better and it'll give you like a different idea. But I think the for me, the experimental um, sort of way of writing just works so much better than having like this big idea and putting it down. I would like to be able to do that because yeah. my music would sound great if what if what in my head could actually come down on the computer, but it never works that way. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Yeah, cause, I mean, what I do, I mean, I, my name or my record label is Expansive Sound Experiments, and I use, you know, modes, mod, make noise and stuff, But but what I do is I always start a session just let the analog sense do what they do. So I'll I'll turn on my Moog and I'll create a patch from scratch, which is one of the cool things about using analog sense is that you can just create the waveforms from scratch. Uh, And then I just create something and then I run a sequence and I I have real drum machines like 808s and like uh, Arturias and like but I playing with it. Yeah kind of just dictate what I used to have musicians like in in a basement and stuff, and we would jam. Yeah, and in rock and roll jam band bands kind of have the same idea. You, you get to so the base player and a drummer might have an idea, and the, yeah. guy, the player will kind of pull out. <clears throat> you pull out riff. And say, oh, yeah. let's work on that. So I've always kind of had the same approach, which is, I think, the, the kind of idea, <clears throat> excuse me, with these um, modular synths and all these um, sequencers, that you can kind of do that. Even in your DAW, you can yeah. run your sequences and just let them kind of present you with something and then you kind of vibe off of it. Yeah. And yeah. <clears throat> I know the composers, you know, if you go back to like Neil Diamond and all these great composers. They had ideas. You know, you yeah. get. It. They would put down something and they could they could translate onto the piano or onto the guitar. Exactly. You know, they jam. The Davis, all these guys, jazz guys, they kind of like would vibe off each other and then put stuff. Yeah. Which I think is a is a valid technique. There's nothing wrong with it. There's all different types oh. of techniques oh. of music, you know. So that's cool. So, do you actually play like gigs with like a DJ system, like using like a a CDJ, or do you are you primarily just like a kind of bedroom artist on SoundCloud doing stuff from your studio and then putting it out?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would love to do live shows. (laughs) I would absolutely love to do live shows with what I do. But at the moment, um, I don't. um, I would honestly, the thought of it is something I think about a lot, um, sort of like getting to the point where I can actually. But, like, you know, yeah. it's sort of like, a live, like a live sort of form. Um, but with my synthwave stuff, um, or sort of darkwave um, sort of music, I yeah, I would love to. That's the only kind of answer I can give. But um, uh, yeah, currently it's very much what I put out is, majority of the time, it's kind of what I write when I'm on my way to work. Like if I'm just on the train, um, and yeah, just I feel like, you know what, I'm going to write something sometimes it's good sometimes it's not but that's kind of just how it is at the moment Yeah. Uh, yeah. but getting to the point where I can actually play it live that'd be great (laughs) that'd be one thing I would love to do so so
0: so if you were going to play live have you thought about what you would use would you use like a CDJ or controller running your stuff or running off like a Pioneer CDJ or or just running off of your you know with a MIDI controller off your computer because different ways of doing stuff now. There's so many different electronic artists. You know, there are artists that will go out there with modular synths and do a module. Yeah, and there are guys will use like in a in a, an MP Yeah. The pioneer or use like a Roland, you know, seven oh seven or something. But uh yeah, have you thought about if you were gonna do it what you see
1: funny enough, so I I went to a gig last show and um in London, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, and it's changed my whole perspective on live performances. Um, I saw, I think they're called um, Carl Dixon and Michael Steen, uh, the two guys who made the soundtrack for Stranger Things. It was the best show I've ever been to in my life. Like, it was, I've got um, a band called Brim and Horizon, which are my favorite sort of like mute like band. Um, they ha- they held the crown for about four years, it's the best lie, but they they absolutely. Changed my mind and everything, but the funny enough, these guys, um, from what it looked like anyway, they were doing everything on stage like they had all the modular sim, all like the actual synthesizers. Like, I feel like a lot of the time, um, when I see, I guess, like electronic sort of stuff being played, I yeah. kind of pick apart how they're doing it. So, because for myself, I'm still trying to work out if I was to do it live, like, how would I do it? Like, yeah. would I just go down the road of just having. Uh, because I've got like some kit that is usable. I mean, I've got Novation Launchpad.
0: Yeah, yeah, use, yeah, yeah. You can use that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but it's very much kind of like I want to be able to do as much as possible. Like, because there's the other sort of road where you just kind of let things play. Because what I want to do live um, is actually play with a drummer. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, That's kind of what I want to do because I feel like. If I was just on stage playing electronic music, like it's already been done. <laughs> like I mean, it's,
0: yeah, you want to do something more, impressive.
1: Yeah. yeah, I want to do something with it. Um, so with with a drummer, I feel like should change that a little bit. Um, so once I think once I've got, I think my plan kind of is once I've kind of got some stuff on Spotify, I think yeah. it's where and sort of like that's kind of like getting promoted quite well. I think that's when I'm just going to go, do you know what, let's play live shows. <laughs> so, But actually, I think in my own head, I wouldn't kind of want to say, oh, I'm going to buy all this gear and do it. I think it's probably better if I just kind of go in and do it. Otherwise, it would never happen. So it will probably end up just being me, a laptop, and maybe a MIDI controller <laughs> to do little bits. So I think that's kind of how yeah. I would end up doing it until yeah. like, the where I can invest in stuff mm-hmm. and actually I have to use it because I've had the launch pad for about four three four years now and I just have not bothered learning it at all so yeah
0: yeah I mean cause like, like what I do is I actually have like hardware sense <clears throat> and I do a one man show with hardware sense and sequencers and right. I'm able to it kind of lives on its own and so yeah. I have like a mo, you know, mo drum machines. I've got, you know, you know beat step pro. I've got all kinds. I got a Roland Juno that I run a control off of. JDX size. I've got all this stuff, and, and I just kind of run like, you know, my heroes were like Rick Wakeman and Emerson Lake and Palmer and people like that, you know, from Genesis and like the guys who actually play the keyboards. Um, so yeah. I'm an electronic musician that's kind of focused on the keyboards, and I, that's yeah. what I do when I do a show. I focus oh, on that's actually that's keyboard cool. performance yeah. with all these sequencers and modular synths, but wow. I've seen people use like MPCs. I've seen people use, uh, you know, like uh, now even a teenage engineering OP ones, and OPZs which are yeah. pretty interesting. Those those okay. work really well. Um, uh, there's a lot of cool, con- you know, MIDI controllers from the like Akai Force. The Akai Force. I don't know if you've seen that. I don't think I have actually. No. MPC, it doesn't need a PC. And you can run okay. like all your loops and all your stuff off of it. And it'll kick off stuff and it'll play like native stuff uh, from it without a computer. And then you, oh, and you right. can actually play that thing live. It's like, you know, like a $1,500 box. But what's cool is it's very portable. It doesn't need a PC. So you don't have to worry about it failing on a connection to your PC because everything's inside of it. And then it will actually link through CV and MIDI to hardware sense and other things. And so then you can actually run everything. You can run your samples. You can run your clips. You can run everything. You can play live. And so if you were going to to play with a drummer, I think the iKai Force would give you the ability to kind of be able to play, like, the way you record live. Yeah. You can actually play everything off the pads and play chords, and you can play leads, you can run samples, you can have all this stuff going on, and it would all be kind of real-time, and it would give mm-hmm. you a lot of capability. So I think that would be a really cool kit to run, <clears throat> which I've seen this year a lot of people are starting to use it. But um, and I like it better than the CDJs, which I think are yeah. kind of cheating, you know, because <laughs> they're just running stuff. They yeah. they're not really playing as much as as you would if you're using, like like an Akai or an MPC, mm-hmm. but you really don't. You're more of a DJ. Is it? The, 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 you know, it's that point. Yeah. You want. To, yeah. And, yeah. and so <laughs> that's my opinion of what I've seen for the guys who you know play the modulars or, or do experimental music they want to actually play now, yeah which is what a DJ does which is fine a lot of people get confused and you know, electronically they're like uh, you know they actually play I think they're <laughs> different with this big difference actually <laughs> yeah of course. but um yeah so I, I was listening to your judas priest cover and right. that's really cool because that kind of goes uh a little bit different than what you were saying because you like to go and just kind of re- write your own thing but then you've got this cover you released like 19 days ago and it's actually pretty cool <laughs> thank uh, you yeah so what kind of inspired you to actually you know go and do a cover because a lot of guys who do original music you know they they rarely do covers and like why did you pick that one? I know you said you're into metal and that's like a metal staple, but yeah, yeah, maybe talk about that.
1: Yeah, sure. So I think I can't remember exactly. That's quite an old one. I mean, I posted 19 days ago, but I think that's been in the archive for probably about two years. Um, it's quite an old one now. But like, yeah, no, like I think. I think I think I must have just been listening to um, "Breaking the Law" at the time, and I just kind of thought, like, do you know what? <laughs> if I sort of take, like learn how to play this song and actually put it down, like, actually sort of work out how to do it, because I think that was one of the last, I guess, in the sub genre, sort of retro wave songs that I wrote.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: I don't really tend to do retro ever such anymore, and um, I do it occasionally, but it's kind of like for me. I kind of i don't know I, I don't even know what style I do now like I have absolutely no idea um right. what you'd actually call it, but um but no when it came to the um yeah breaking the Law um, retro wave cover um it was pretty much just yeah, just like find out I think at the time I was trying to teach myself how to layer instruments or something like that, so it's kind of like trying to make stuff sound bigger I okay. mean yeah myself, I think um the breaking the law cover is badly mixed like that was done on my phone like that was,
0: <laughs> like, yeah it's,
1: it,
0: it still has some character to it I like I like that yeah. you know, what, what you did I got, you know I, I kind of I got drawn to it but I do like your your, your synth wave ambient stuff yeah and that that's kind of where I am because I like original music so I like to hear what people are doing and uh you know synth wave is a big part of what I like you know, in, in terms of like the modern music, but I'm like a progressive guy. You know, I yes, I to it, yes and like Lamb lies down on Broadway from Jazz says I'm kinda of like old school. But but, you know, part of being in, in the electronic musician, you're always looking at what's going on. you look looking at what people are doing with like glitch wave and all these weird, you know, subgenres of what people are mixing. They're mixing jazz, they're mixing hip hop, they're mixing country, they're mixing that's where I like the, the intersection of genres because i think that's where you get a lot of new ideas and you can like start driving off of things and say oh i didn't think about doing that you know then,
1: exactly
0: so have you um yeah so you're thinking about like maybe getting out there and doing shows but you're primarily a you know you're a soundcloud artist you're not on spotify yet right
1: no not on spotify i would like to be but for myself when it comes to um spotify um, I want to have the best material that I can put out, yeah. um, which I am currently working on. Like I am doing some things in the background. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, to be honest, there's a lot of stuff in life at the moment that's kind of taken priority, which is a shame. But like, um, but that's kind of what my goal is. Like it's going quite nicely. Like there's some stuff I'm putting, that I'm putting down that I'm like, okay, this is, this is going good. Like this is actually sounding better than some of the stuff I've been putting out really. Mm -hmm. um but yeah like to be honest like even soundcloud to a point i mean the only the only stuff i've got on soundcloud is just obviously the breaking the law cover um devil man which was the other song and i think it was like a vaporwave one and my first your
0: demo collection i think you have demo collection like 2016
1: yeah um and that's kind of it like i don't really because i find i find currently with what i'm doing sort of like how i'm i guess promoting myself and promoting the music is i just post pretty much every day every well try to every day like sort of like snippets of songs and put them on instagram yeah um, because i feel like
0: <laughs> there's a good way of doing it that that the instagram is like a really good place for musicians
1: i mean i do that it's myself. Great. it's absolutely great for it it's like it almost annoys me sometimes when people turn around and say oh no it's it's so hard to get noticed so it's like dude you're not putting the work in if if you think that like because with instagram you could you don't have to put much like really do not have to put much at all all you kind of need is just like um i guess like a snippet of what you're doing and you put it out there and you just go for it you just interact with people and you just like go for it um yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. A great tool. Like, it's definitely worked a lot better for me than i think anything else has done in the past like in the past i used to use like facebook yeah, um,
0: facebook doesn't seem work. to work as use it anymore. used to be yeah uh, musicians
1: have it's gravitated but um well yeah. i think artists in general but um but yeah definitely like with instagram um it's kind of just the hub for me at the moment um yeah. Because SoundCloud is, they've changed the model quite a lot since I started using it years ago, Um, and it's quite—I don't really promote it. Like I think I put links for it, and that's kind of about it. Uh, But I think mainly, maybe that's because kind of how I sort of um, take my music. I just kind of take it as little chunks. People like it. People like it. That's cool by me. Um, Whereas obviously SoundCloud's for like the full stuff that I do, which obviously very rarely happens. (laughs) Because I yeah. don't really fast songs very often, so yeah.
0: But well, I think Instagram is a really good tool because I mean, the reason I am I have I was found on SoundCloud. I have you know like ninety thousand listens on SoundCloud, but and and I found this. Uh, you know, the Anchor FM came to me and said, "Hey, we saw see all this SoundCloud material. Would you like to do a show?" Yeah. So, so then they, I got on there and and I got sponsored by Spotify. And then I got picked up by Bentley Records. Actually, they also picked me up for a couple songs, uh, and they found me on SoundCloud. And then my Instagram post, like video yeah. music videos, I create myself mm. and put songs. I used the longer form Instagram capability to the t- the channel, and I, I you know I've gotten picked up. I've I've done collaborations by meeting other artists on uh, Instagram yeah I've done Erica like a tv star Jess Davis was looking at something on my Instagram she's on a Netflix show the Punisher from Marvel so Instagram I've you know all the interviews I've had have gotten from Instagram musicians yeah that that either said they like my stuff, and I said, well, if you like it, I got to show you. You want to be on the show, and mm. and and actually talk to them directly, and yeah. and get an artist that normally you have to go through their manager, but on yeah. Instagram they they're willing to talk to me on a message, and I get around their manager and get them on the show. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, now, so that, I, I think uh... I think that's awesome because like the the bureaucracy of the record labels, yeah. <laughs> but if you can talk to the artists directly, then you tend to be able to get them on the show, <laughs> yeah. So, which is really interesting that, which I don't find anywhere else, you know. Which is really cool. Mm. So it's it's a good tool once you get out there, you know. Because I you mean, know, I got two, I got signed by two labels for being on Instagram. Uh, you know, so it's 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 it's, it's a really up and coming thing. You know, I was on SoundCloud for years, but when I got to Instagram, that's when I got SoundCloud.
1: Yeah, it's just great tool. Like it's it kind of amazes me sometimes. With um, I guess we'll probably eventually get onto this one, but kind of like where the music industry is at currently, it's the best. Like it's the best time for musicians. Like it's so easy um to get yourself out there like you can interact with anyone like you can literally speak to anyone and um it's like yeah like i mean with tools like instagram just generally social media it's like you yeah like you can get around certain things that like, you can yeah speak directly to people um yeah it's just it couldn't be better like you can yeah literally as you said if you've been signed by two layers of instagram it's because like, there's no easier way to get yourself out there like that. I don't think there's an easier way. Um, I do wonder how long it's going to be until Facebook turns around and makes it difficult like they've done with Facebook. But currently as it is, it's, God, it couldn't be better. It like, could not be better.
0: Yeah, I just wonder if they're going to try to put the gates back up. I mean, that was the I whole I think thing. they probably
1: will. It's yeah. going to happen. We all yeah. know that, right? yeah.
0: Yeah, because, they, they, you know, the record companies like to have that gated system. And, yeah, yeah, and that's what you know. This whole world right now is kind of ungated, um, and it, 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 I think it's great because I, I've seen so many really good musicians in this in this arena, and you yeah. know, and they they eventually they've I've gotten picked up and pushed further, and it's really it's really you know encouraging because you know sometimes the top one hundred or the top twenty isn't really kicking the stuff that to me is vital. You know, it's yeah. like like college radio i'm in my 50s right so college radio indie radio in the u.s was where all the cool stuff happened like where bands like who's could do and you know radiohead are yeah. REM, all the really good music it, it started at the college radio stations and, yeah. and that was the that was the how you got you know the really cool stuff to me what's going on there and then eventually you know warner's or the big labels would pick these bands up um but but they would they can make their bones on the radio circuit on the college radio circuit and uh that that you know to me that's what the instagram is kind of like that now it's it's kind of like that college radio I agree. yeah
1: no i completely agree like it's it's crazy i mean i i've only recently started picking this up again so with the first sort of album i released that in 2016 um I think got a few I think got up to about 60 followers and then I stopped I can't remember exactly why um but it's only god I want to say when did I start It was actually my birthday I think (laughs) I think it's like July 23rd I started just doing um Instagram again and it's crazy like it actually amazes me like how easy it's kind of been to speak to people um how easy it has been to actually find some really really good stuff like like, sometimes I'll be kind of, like, going, like, through hashtags or, like, synthwave, um, anime edits or, like, uh, retrowave, anything, obviously, anything that relates to what I do to sort of, like, find that following. And, I like just going through, it's, like, I'm finding loads of artists, like, loads of musicians, and it's, like, like it's, it's so cool to see, like, other people sort of doing stuff yeah. that you like. Like, it used to be very difficult to find that, I've yeah. always found. But, like, these days, it's, like, I've... I've gone through like hashtags and, like, gone through, like, yeah, Simple Wave, anime edits and stuff. And I've just reached out to these people that I love their stuff. Like, I've dropped them a follow and, like, just say, look, like your, stuff's, like, your stuff's inspired me, which I think is, like, the most heavy thing you can say. Like, it's stuff that's kind of like, oh, dude, like, it keeps you going almost, like, you know.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. It's definitely – I mean, a lot of – you know, like I said, like, I, I got picked up because somebody saw one of my clips – and, yeah. you know, they said they, they you know, I got like an A&R guy. said, you know, he liked what I was putting out. Mm. And, and it's like, you know, and it, and it was weird because it was like, it was like lightning struck twice. Like two A&R guys from two different companies. Yeah. One of, them, one of them came, Mojo Heads came after me for one song and did like a one song EP with me. And then Bentley gave me a, a year contract where I can put out on Spotify for a year. So I've been putting out all the platforms, Um, Hmm. but yeah. So I mean, to to get a deal like that, I got a distribution contract where basically they put everything I write if they like it and I'm going to fit my fifties and I get signed when I'm in my (laughs) fifties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it shows you if you keep on plugging, sometimes it'll happen. You, you never know what day's gonna happen. I never stopped. I have my recording studio in my house. And I have all this stuff I've collected over the years, and I never stopped writing. And so, it shows, See, if you keep on writing, you know eventually somebody might pick you up. <laughs> yeah.
1: See, I guess this is the thing almost because it's like where um I mean where I stopped. where I, when I started doing Red Wolf and I stopped, went on took a break for three years or whatever. It kind of pains me now to think that I did that because then I kind of look at what I'm putting out now and like the responses that I'm getting absolutely amazes me. Like a lot of people are really enjoying it, but from what from what I can tell, anyway. And it's like, yeah, like if you just keep going, keep going, you can't stop. Like you just can't. I've kind of got the mindset now where, like, I my my main goal with what I do is I want to be in game soundtracks. Like it's been my dream thing to do for years. Yeah um to have my music playing in a game. Um and it's kinda of like so pretty much every day is pretty much like wake up in the morning, like before I go to work, go on like hashtag like indie game dev or something like that, and just speak to people like this is what I do, this is uh this is what I'm after, like should we try and negotiate something? And like it does look like to be fair. I've had like, a couple of good responses. Most of them are kind of like, even no, or just like, got something like, already going. But it's like, yeah, it's just keep going. Like, there's no point, sort of, um, getting, yeah, hitting a stage where it's like, oh, do you know what? this isn't getting anywhere. It's just like, or that kind of fear, not, of, yeah, I guess fear of failure, I guess, in yeah. some sense. It's like, but then again, the only time you really fail is when you stop. Like, that's it. Like, that's yeah. where it's done. Um, so yeah like you've got to just keep going and as you said like you've been picked up by like two labels and it's like you don't just get that by doing like a, a week you know of like promoting think, oh it's not getting anywhere I'll or like a couple of years even and you say oh it's not getting there like you just have to keep going and keep going and like eventually like yeah because with social media it's you just you're constantly out there you're constantly out there there's so many people and it's like if you keep going and if you, like, find out new ways or something to actually get yourself out there, then, my God, like, of course you're going to get picked up at some point. Like, if you keep, like, refining your craft, you'll get there, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the thing is, like, a big thing I did is I did just instrumental for years. Um, and I would put them on SoundCloud, and it was, like, called, like, sound paintings. And I was inspired by, like, Hendrix and the stuff the progressive guys were doing back in the 70s. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, then I decided to create, like, a voice. So I created Josephine Electric, my alter ego, and, like, a female character I create with orders. Like, two years. And, yeah. Um, and then, you know, once I started, you know, playing this character, Josephine, I kind of play her like an actor. And I, mm. I create a whole myth behind her, and she's the lead singer of my band. And she's a made-up yeah. character that I create uh and, and she just, you know, has her own personality and everybody and and it was a it was a, like an exponential increase in my followers. It went from like twelve hundred people following me to like, you know, thousands <laughs> and got, like ninety thousand plays on Sound SoundCloud. Nice. So it, it 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 was um it was weird it's like I had to create this character and my own voice wasn't what did it. It was this character I created. Yeah, you never know when you're doing all your work. I've been a musician for a long time and I try to play it straight in bands just doing my like like a Bowie thing, like when Bowie was David Jones, yeah, but when he became Ziggy, he got picked up. And so sometimes it's like you gotta, you gotta kind of transform yourself, you know, like a Lady Gaga. She tried to play it straight when she created Gaga, then boom, she blew up. So, yeah, it's like if you yeah, you just think about your creativity and think about what you want to do and what the next phase is and I, I was never into singing and then and uh, you know I created this kind of you know alternate great version of myself and it, it pushed me fur, further and so you never know what's actually going to do it <clears throat> my original idea never had that if you asked me 20 years ago if I was going to do that I'm like, oh, I was like I would have never said I'm not going to do that um, yeah but, you know, I just kind of fell into it. Um, so you, you never know what's, what actually hits the market. It's kind of like it was like a happy accident.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But, yeah, I mean, so you, that's why I, my advice to all the young people <clears throat> doing music is, like, keep on trying new things. You know? and like, I did all kinds of things that didn't work. And then finally, that Josephine, you know, idea, that worked. And yeah. you would—you would have never thought something like that would work, but it did. <clears throat> so you know that's what I'm saying. If you're doing music, you keep on experimenting, keep on figuring it out. Don't stop, like you said. Don't stop. Just keep on going. Don't stop. Yeah, yeah. That's the best thing ever to do, and it, especially if you love it. Like if you're a musician, usually you just love to do it. You you'll you'll play a gig for free just to play. You know, yeah. you just go to yeah. get in front of people. If your goal as a musician is to be a million sailor, you know. Big rock star like a Mick Jagger, like the chances of that are not high. But if you love music and you yeah. just want to find your niche, you have your chances are a lot higher. Then, but yeah, if, you, so if, sure. you're shoot, if you're shooting for something that's like not probable, uh, and then you're gonna get disappointed, then you'll quit. So, yeah, yeah. You don't want to get into the things that make you want to quit. You want to get into things that make you feel good. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's cool. And, um, yeah, if you get closer to your your full Spotify release, we always bring people back on. Yeah. We've been to bands like three, four, five times um, in the last two years. So, like, if you have a release, we like to do release shows where we'll talk about your release and uh, help promote it. So, yeah, that's what we're into doing that. And this is going to get promoted on 11 different podcast platforms, including Spotify. Um, okay. And, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll put your SoundCloud links up If you've got any other links you want us to push We'll push your Instagram link as well Because Yeah, we'll push their profile link there um, Yeah, just let us know if you've got anything on YouTube You want us to push or something um, And we can do that
1: Cool, that'll be much appreciated
0: All right, so yeah we, we, um, Sorry, I'm going to cut it short today But I had some things that I, I have to prepare for but yeah, no yeah. But we're we're happy that you came on, and uh, yeah, we'll hope your fan base will enjoy this interview. You know, we're gonna give you the links as we publish them. Uh, yeah. We'll send them to you so you can push them out.
1: Perfect. Really appreciate. It. Honestly, thank you for having me on the show.
0: Okay, thank you very much. This is Red Wolf music, fan electric ghost, and uh, yeah, to support Red Wolf. Go out to SoundCloud and click the links that we put on this episode uh and yeah and keep on following them on instagram and we'll we'll talk to you in the future thank you